Today, on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast, we are going to talk about cancel culture and what exactly is freedom of speech. Before we begin, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Humble Bundle, but we'll hear more about that later. So, I want to talk about what exactly is cancel culture and what exactly is freedom of speech. It's something that has come up a lot recently with the Twitter wars, basically, with, you know, everything that's going on. What specifically is cancel culture and freedom of speech because especially freedom of speech is thrown around just so much it's you can't do that because it's freedom of speech or i have freedom of speech so i can say whatever i want blah 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 what is it it's it's thrown around but i don't think a lot of people actually understand what it is and what it isn't. So you you often hear freedom of speech is the ability to say what you want, but not freedom of repercussions, right? So you say something stupid, people have the right to absolutely respond to it. You know, it's like that old stupid phrase of you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. But let's define it. And we're actually going to be using uscourts.gov to define it. And I think that it's actually quite, it's interesting. I read it and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of an interesting definition because it comes straight from the government. So freedom of speech includes the right not to speak, specifically the right not to salute the flag. And you can find that definition from the Western Virginia Board of Education v. Barnett 319 U.S. 624 in 1943. I'm including the cases in which we have, because that way, if you want to go look it up and understand where the history of all these definitions comes from, you're absolutely able to go look up those cases for yourself. The next one is, of course, of students to wear black armbands to school to protest a war. Students do not shed their constitutional rights at the schoolhouse gate. That's Tinker v. Des Moines, 393 U.S. 503, in 1969. This is right before the 70s, right before a large war. So you have the ability to wear a black armband to protest. I think that's a very... Um, I don't want to say classy, but it's an absolutely classy way to protest something because people are going to see the black armband and go, yo, what's that about? It's not a thing that is nowadays. Number three, to use certain offensive words and phrases to convey political messages. Cohen v. California, 403 U.S. 15 in 1971. It's saying, hey, you have the right to use certain offensive words and phrases. That's okay. You don't have to be milk toast. You don't have to be 
everything that's pure and, you know, white as the pure white snow. But hey, certain phrases and words, go for it. To contribute money under certain circumstances to political campaigns. That's Buckley v. Valio, 424 U.S. 1, 1976. So it's saying, hey, students have the right to contribute money to political campaigns. That is, students and everybody has the right. It is perfectly acceptable. To advertise commercial products and professional services with some restrictions. Virginia Board of Pharmacy v. Virginia Consumer Counselor, 425 U.S. 748, 1976, and Bates v. State, Bar of Arizona, 433 U.S. 350, in 1977. And the last one is to engage in symbolic speech, e.g. burning the flag in protest, Texas v. Johnson, 491 U.S. 397, 1989, U.S. States v. Eichmann, 496, U.S. 310, 1990. I think that is one that I think most people would find very surprising, especially with the current climate. People would go, oh my gosh, no, you shouldn't do that. But it is protected under the under the banner of free speech. If you want to protest something and you feel driven to burn the flag, you are legally able to. I don't have to like it. Then that person next to you doesn't have to like it. But you can. I think it's kind of, I don't personally like it. I'm just taking that stand. I'm like, mm, not a good, not a good thing. But you have that right. And as an advocate of free speech, if somebody says you can't do that, you can. And by citing these cases, you're absolutely backing yourself up with information. I think that no matter what anyone does, they need to have education and information on their side. Okay? If you're going to take a stance on anything, be educated about it. Don't just randomly come up with something and go, well, I can do that. Why? Because I want to. No. Have education and planning on your side. Look up these cases and study and know why these are allowed and why what I'm about to state, the, the, what freedom of speech does not include, why those aren't applicable. So let's talk about what is not included in free speech. To incite actions that would harm others. Example, shouting fire in a crowded theater. Schneck v. United States, 249 U.S. 47 in 1919. So look, no matter what your protest is, you can't, you, you can't be saying we should get them. We should do this. If you're inciting harm against somebody, you're not a good person. 
pure and simple. You can say, man, I don't like that person. But you can't incite violence. You don't prove any points. You don't win any arguments by inciting violence and shutting down another person. And we're going to talk more about that in cancel culture, of shutting down a person's platform of speech. Because I think that's actually extraordinarily important. Number two, to make or distribute obscene materials. Roth, the United States, 354 U.S. 476, in 1957. So, you can't promote... And they don't define what obscene materials is. So, I'm not going to speak on that because I don't rightfully know. And to research all that, I would actually have to really pour into some law books. Which is not a Sunday morning activity that I had planned. I've got a ton of things to do pouring through law books. Not one of them at the moment. If you all would like to be to like me to pour into those and research more, leave a comment down below and let me know, hey, I'd really like you to pour into those law books and rip open some information. Or if you have other other things you'd like me to investigate and like do some research on, let me know. Not included is to burn draft cards as an anti-war protest. United States v. O'Brien, 391 U.S. 367 in 1968. So again, right before the 70s. In 69, you had wearing black armbands. In 68, you had burning draft cards. This is at a time when America was most volatile in my opinion, maybe save for the Civil War when it was literally brother v. brother v. brother. But the 60s and 70s were a volatile time. So there was lots of protesting war. So I think it's very important to understand the history of that. To permit students to print articles in school newspapers over the objection of the school administration, Hazelwood School District v. Coolminer, 484 U.S. 260 in 1988. So you're not allowed to print articles in the school newspaper objecting to the school administration. It's just not okay. Now, it says in the school newspaper over objections to the school administration. I think that's actually a very important distinction. It's not saying you can't voice it. You can't print it in the school newspaper. School newspaper is for the school. If you don't agree with what the school is saying, don't say it on the school's public platform. That would be like if somebody had the social media access for, I don't know, I can't think of a company that I ever want to state a name, but say you have access to your company's social media. You can't use that social media to attack the company. I think that's the best way I want to word it. Is, is that's, and that's how I understand it. Again, I could absolutely be wrong. And if you have a correction to that, I'd absolutely love to know. Of students to make an obscene speech at a school-sponsored event. Look, you're at a school-sponsored event. Be, um, you gotta be respectful. You have the right to decline going to that school-sponsored event. Even graduation, you have that right. At graduation or a school-sponsored event, it's not the time to grandstand. 
There is a time to grandstand, and I will absolutely defend a right to make a speech, to make an obscene speech even, to point out issues and everything. But it's all about location and timing. Know when it's the right time to say something versus when it's not. At a school-sponsored event, it's not one of them. After the event, sure, go for it. During the event, no. Even if you disagree with what the school or your 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 administration whatnot is doing, that's not the time. There is a time, rest assured. But that is not it. Of students to advocate illegal drug use at a school-sponsored you know, I'm sorry, I did not read the case number. That for that was uh, for the obscene speech was Bethel School District number 43 versus Frazier, 478 U.S. 679 in 1986. The next one is of students to advocate illegal drug use at a school-sponsored event. Morse v. Frederick, U.S. 207. Another important one. Yeah, we may, you know, the, we may be moving towards a more um, progressive climate regarding recreational herbal usage. Let's word it that way. At the school event, not the place. Again, location, 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 timing, timing, timing. You got to be smart on what you're doing. Then, there, not the right time. Later, always pick your battles. So I think freedom of speech is very, very crucially important. I would never say otherwise. What I'm saying is be smart in how you do it. And I, like I said, be educated on what it means and what it doesn't mean. Yes, everyone has freedom of speech within the constitutional United States. It's absolutely a foundation. I think that people just throw that as a blanket term. Nope, freedom of speech. I can do what I want. No, you, you got to be smart about it. And just remember, the I don't remember who said this first, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you need to. Yes, you can make this Twitter argument. You can make that. It doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean you need to. You may be technically correct, but you may also be wrong in the timing. Pick your battles and be able to back them up by educating yourself. Understanding what you're arguing for. Because here's the fact. Of watching... Numerous, numerous, numerous videos on YouTube. If you have a stance, someone will question it, as they should. Any person should question something they don't understand or something they don't agree with. That being said, it's like expecting a pop quiz. Always do your homework. Always. 
I've been watching a series of videos that I'm not going to name because I don't know that they're necessarily correct. But it's one trend that I've noted. Someone will be protesting something. And someone else will come and ask them questions. And they have no real argument. And it makes them look like they're protesting for the sake of protesting. But when asked why they're protesting, they don't have an answer. They don't have correct answers. They say the same lines over and over. And my argument is that if a person is educated on why they're arguing for what they're arguing, and they're willing to have a conversation, I think that things will go much smoother. I think it's important to understand why you're taking the stance you're taking. Don't just take a stance and go, well, I'm taking this stance because that's what my friends are doing. That's what my parents are doing. So I feel is cool. That's what's popular on Twitter. Understand your stance. Do your homework. And absolutely expect someone will come in and go, excuse me, I don't agree with you. Do you mind if we talk about it? Do you mind if I question why you're protesting, why you're not protesting something you are? Always do your homework expecting that pop quiz, expecting that test. Because if you're not, you'll be one of one of those people on, this group loses their mind, they can't argue. I don't want anyone to be on that. And I, and I actually, in a, in, a, in a guilty pleasure sort of way, I like watching those videos and going, do your homework, understand. Because it's sad to watch someone who has so much fervor and passion and they can't argue. And they stand there and the other side goes, ah, guess they were wrong, guess they were just being dumb. And it's sad because like that's not who that person is, but that is how they'll forever be known. And in a weird way, I think it's, it, 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 that sort of thing is like the political gladiatorial arena of like, Ha, we're amused by their failure. It's like, no, no, that's, that's not right. But it is interesting to watch and go, if both sides were a little more educated, I think this could be a, a good conversation because I don't want screaming matches. I don't want attacks in the streets. You know, people just shouting catchphrases. Conversation is always best. Conversation leads to things. When somebody starts shouting, your your brain immediately goes, nope, I'm out. There's no good dialogue. There's no changing of minds. There's no exchange of information. There's just an exchange of anger and hatred. And that is genuinely the last thing we need. We do not need more anger more hatred anywhere. Anywhere. We need more love, patience, and understanding. Before we move into cancel culture, let us hear from our sponsor. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. 
Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Okay, so let's talk about cancel culture. What is it? What does it mean? What exactly are we talking about? Cancel culture is the modern day idea of somebody said something I don't like, so we need to boycott it. That's basically what it boils down to. Which, after discussing freedom of speech, I think is absolutely 100% valid. I don't like it, though. If somebody says something I don't like, I move on with my life. I absolutely just move on with my life and go, okay, that was interesting. I don't agree, so cool, and move on with my life. But there seems to be the pastime on Twitter, on Reddit, to basically just destroy a person's life. Now, some people's lives, if they're particularly of moral uh, low ground, of morally deficient, yeah, call them out on it. Absolutely. Call out the attackers, the abusers in this culture. Call them out on it. Darkness only prevails in the absence of light. Shed a light on it. But if somebody just says something you don't agree with, they tell a joke that you don't find funny, that you find kind of offensive, you have the right to state something, but that person also has the right to say it. And I'm not saying, oh, if you're offended, get over it. No, absolutely not. It's not what I'm saying at all. If you don't like something, you have every right and expectation to state how you feel. Your feelings are 100% valid. But I think it's an interesting dynamic we have going on. So recently, as of this recording, a hashtag was trending. Boycott Mulan movie. Because the actress who is playing Mulan spoke spoke, spoke up about the Hong Kong protests. And she supported the police. And people in Hong Kong are like, nope, we're done with the movie then. Which I think is perfectly reasonable. I don't think it's okay to attack that actress's career. Because here's the thing. She's simply stating her opinion. And yes... You have the right to state your opinion. But I think to basically try to destroy someone's career, I think that kind of spiritually goes against what's not covered. By trying to bring harm to someone, you're bringing financial ruin for something that it they're not morally terrible. I've been researching the Hong Kong thing in particular 
Both sides are doing some not-so-good things. Neither side has been 100% innocent. But the thing is, ultimately, it's not my protest. I can't weigh in on it because I don't live under that system. So I think it would be very hypocritical, very incorrect for me to weigh in on my side. I always will say freedoms and rights are the best way to go because then it allows people to speak out about what they feel is important. And people speaking out for what's important, I think, is important. Because if you don't know how people feel, how can you lead them the most effective? So I think the cancel culture is just a way of trying to define who we think is the best. It's a a giant game of American Idol. America's Got Talent. If you find somebody who you don't find as interesting or they said something you just don't like, it, it seems to be the pastime of rile your Twitter followers up and go get them. It's not okay. You're basically sicking a mob. Depending upon your Twitter size, you're sicking a mob on somebody. And at that point, you've lost control of the whole point. Some people will take it too far and dox them, share their address on the internet, attack them, maybe physically, maybe verbally, reach out to their family and be too much. It's basically like playing with matches in a forest. Yes, you have the right to play with matches, I guess. You shouldn't, but you have that right. But if a stray ember catches a giant blaze on it, catches the forest into a giant blaze, guess who's responsible? You are. So if you're trying to whip Twitter into a frenzy over a joke that didn't land for you, maybe it was offensive, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't the most sensitive joke. Honestly, the most adult way to go about it is, huh, not my type of humor. And in a gentle way, maybe you can tweet about it like, eh, watch this comedy special, not my thing, too edgy, too insensitive, too whatnot. I've done it here on the podcast, talking about a comic uh, for the boys. said, not my thing, just a little too edgy, just a little too much, but um, I'll defend its right to do it. I'm not going to go out and attack the writers and the designers of this comic and go, how dare you? Because first of all, who am I? I'm a person with a podcast and too much free time. That's it. And I don't think I, I don't think it warrants that. If I don't like something, I'll, you know, somebody asks me, hey, how do you like the comics? You know what? Not my thing. And I'll explain why. I'm not saying hide it and if you find something offensive, just walk away from it. You have the right to state why you don't. 
It is a way in which you do it. It is something upon which I have been always been impressed upon. It is not what you say. It is how you say it. There's a difference between going, wow, this show is terrible. It is uh, insensitive. It is offensive. And I'm never going to watch it again. Versus, this actor is so terrible, so insensitive. No, that's not the way to do it. Be very careful in your words. Because your words have power. Especially, especially on social media. I mean, look what happened with the Sonic movie. As much as I joked about it, and as much as I like, oh, good, they're redesigning it. Think about it. People's tweets made an entire movie get delayed for redesign because we didn't like its design. We were telling the art director, your work wasn't good enough. We did that. That shouldn't be a proud moment. We, as a whole, we caused the movie to be delayed. We caused an art department to have to rework an entire movie. For the CG to rework an entire movie. It wasn't just like a little thing. It was the core of the movie. Think about that. A Twitter attack mob changed a movie. They change a movie today. What's next? What is next? I don't think cancel culture should be a thing. I don't think we should seek out to cancel somebody, to boycott and shut down an entire career just because they rubbed us the wrong way. If they are morally reprehensible, please shed the light. As I said, darkness breeds in the dark. Evil breeds in the darkness, so shed a light on it. If somebody is an abuser and it, it just takes advantage of people, shine light upon it. But if somebody tells an edgy joke you just don't like, be kind about how you say, they told an edgy joke I just didn't like. I was offended. They were insensitive. Be careful how you say it, though, because that one little spark could incite a giant Twitter mob, and those people could possibly take it too far. I know that if I ever sparked a Twitter mob somehow, and something terrible, such as doxing, or someone was physically harmed because, well... Someone, I tweeted something and someone retweeted it, who someone retweeted it, who someone retweeted it. If I ever found out that, I would be ashamed. I would have to look at myself in the mirror and go, you sparked actual damage, which is something that I do not want to spark. Really, I, I don't. Think about it. We live in a dangerous time where anyone has a gigantic platform that can cause so much good or so much harm. It's all in how we use it. Twitter is not evil. Instagram is not evil. Reddit is not evil. Facebook is not evil. 
I don't care what social media it is. It is not evil. It is how we use it. And we need to be very careful with how we use it. We have to be responsible. As Uncle Ben said so many times in so many incarnations of Spider-Man, we have such a great responsibility, power. We need to use ultimate responsibility. How did I mess that quote up? How? I'm just saying, we need to be very careful with how we interact on the internet. I think that's it. Yes, everyone has freedom of speech. Some things are covered, some things aren't. Yes, cancel people who are abusers and who take advantage of people. Shed light on them. But if somebody tells an edgy Twitter joke or an edgy joke in a comedy special or a television show is just a little too offensive, bring it to light in a careful calculated way using very kind words because still somebody put some work in on it if you have any topics that you'd like me to cover go ahead and leave them down below uh, in any format you're listening to leave a comment and be sure to give us a rating on google play and itunes if you're, that's where you're listening there it always helps with discoverability because without you we can do nothing be sure to share this episode with your friends so that as they can hear what freedom of speech is and is not. And like I said, if you have any topics that you'd like for us to cover, please let us know. Um, we always love hearing from you, the viewer. You can tweet us, any one of us, really. You can tweet me directly at DerekGNC, and you can find me on Instagram at the same thing. So I think that's where you can where we're going to leave off there. So thank you to everybody who listened today. I really do love and appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Looking forward to the next episode of Gaming and Chill. So until then, have a good one. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time... Bye.